This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life? A podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Is This Real Life? I have a very special guest with me, Remy Brim, who we used to live together. We did. It feels like yesterday, but it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) We lived together for, I don't even know how many years. We lived together for three years. Three. When I first moved to D.C., I got off the metro and dragged my suitcase into Mandy's apartment. (laughs) It was our apartment. This is true. And uh, it's been so much fun. We've been friends ever since. Yeah, six years. Almost seven. Oh, friendiversary coming up. Friendiversary coming. So, Remy, I had to have her on my podcast. So we, I started getting into reality TV pretty heavily when Remy moved into my place. And she was into it. And maybe not as into it as I was. I got a little bit crazy. But we always would watch, we watched The Bachelor together, we watched Housewives, other reality shows. And I've never been following like as closely keeping up with the Kardashians, but you don't even have to watch the show to keep up with the Kardashians. They're everywhere. I think everyone has kept up with the Kardashians. (laughs) It's pretty hard not to. Keeping up with Kanye, you know, like everyone's just, everything's just kind of a little crazy these days. But two weeks ago, Remy posts a picture of herself on Instagram with the one, the only, Courtney Kardashian. How did this happen? <laughs> well, I, I work on the Hill, and there was an opportunity to meet Courtney because Courtney was coming to Washington, D.C. to lobby for cosmetics regulation reform on the same day that she launched her crossover line, whatever, with Kylie. Kylie with the makeup line. Oh, Kylie with the lipstick and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so okay. the court, the quote, court line of Kylie. Kylie's cosmetics. So she comes to D.C., and for the week before I know I'm going to meet her, I'm like, what do I possibly wear? Like, what do you wear? To meet a Kardashian. To meet a Kardashian. But also, I work on the Hill, so it's not like I can, I mean, it's a pretty conservative place. 
So I put together like what I think is like the chicest possible work dress and I straighten. It's a humid DC day, but I straighten my hair and I'm feeling very chic. I mean, I'm just really spot on. You've got the pumps on. I've got my pumps. I've got like a little coordinating belt. I mean, it's just really, really done. And the meeting, I'm like really nervous all morning and walk into the room and there she is just sitting at the conference table, this little tiny specimen. And let me tell you, when you were in the presence of our Kardashian, you have never felt uglier in your life. I mean, you... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I can't even. She, she is not even five feet tall. Like, oh, my God. She's, she's so not, short. Not even. Like, if the internet tells you she's five one, it's a lie. Like, she is definitely under five feet tall. But, like, not a hair out of place. I mean, not an eyelash out of place. Not one. I mean, she is just, like, this perfect little specimen. All of my hairs are out of place. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And my, like, very straightened hair, which I thought was just very straight. I'm like, like, I'm just a puffy giant. I'm a pretty tall girl. I'm 5'10". And I had these, like, three-inch heels on, feeling very, like, tall. And I'm like, I feel like I'm, like, channeling Kendall. No. (laughs) It did not not go down like that. She could have been intimidated by you, honestly. You're an intimidating presence. Real, I'm. You're tall, blonde, beautiful. Look like a model, (laughs) and then you show up and you have a PhD in pharmacology. So I guarantee you know more about cosmetics than she does. Fair, I might. So we go through this meeting, and she talks about you know what cosmetics reform means to her, and you know what does it mean to her. So she. So I don't know if anyone, if y'all have been keeping up with the Kardashians, but she talks <laughs> about on the show, she's very into like green products and she's like gluten free and organic and tries to have like chemical free products and chemical free cleaners. And she's like very into this. And okay. it was actually kind of sweet because she was saying, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm really wealthy and I have a lot of like time on my hands and, you know, I have the ability and the time to like look up all these ingredients and like research them. But like who has like who has time for that? And like yeah. why should like mothers be responsible for trying to figure out like what is in their baby shampoo? Shouldn't we just like shouldn't that be regulated? Um so she was she was great, she was lovely. She, you know, told she's like, you know, I just came from Cleveland, my sister had a baby, and I'm just sitting across the table like, oh my god, she's talking about Chloe. She's talking about Chloe. Were you like F Tristan? <laughs> In the middle of a meeting. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there nodding. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. from Cleveland. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and she was taught, the funniest thing, she tells this story. She's like, so I'm in Cleveland and my sister just had a baby and the hospital stocked just regular baby shampoo. And I was like, don't wash the baby. And my sister was like, wash the baby. And she's like, but don't wash the baby. Why didn't you bring your own products? I mean, it was the mo- it was like the most classic Kardashian story that you could totally see them having this argument. Like, And I'm sure all the senators were like, yes, this sounds like a problem that yeah. every mother has. <laughs> <laughs> totally don't, relatable. Don't wash the baby. <laughs> So it was lovely. And at the end, so, you know, she's taking a picture with a senator. She's taking a picture with, like, other staffers. And, you know, I'm trying to, like, get in there and, like, make the connection. I'm like, I'm a huge fan, Courtney. Thank you so much for being here. Your advocacy means so much. I, you know, I'm a huge fan. Can I get a picture? And she just kind of looks at me and she's like, sure. 
So I want it, I want it, but not in like a rude way, but just in a like a, you know. She's probably used to a lot of a people million pictures. asking her. So she hands over the phone to her very beautiful friend who I've seen on the show and I don't remember her name. Um, but she's in this like white two-piece suit but it is like this like crop top two piece. So not like a you don't own me uh, first wives club uh, white get up. No, it was no, no okay. it was definitely like the Kardashian white suit. Like what would like what would a Kardashian wear to lobby on the hill like this white contraption? Right. Um, and then so Courtney stands up to take this picture, and I look down, and Courtney Kardashian is literally what I thought was she just had a black jacket and black pants with like a white shirt underneath, which seems like an appropriate outfit to meet senators. She's wearing a crop top, like a <gasps> literal couple inches of midriff crop top. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I should have worn today, my crop top. I mean. The one day you could have gotten away with it. The one day, I guess I should have worn a crop top. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. That is. But. An amazing story. <laughs> she was gracious and lovely and very sweet. I mean, she's always been my favorite. She seems like the most So chill. how close are we to having safe baby products <laughs> in the United States? I don't want to comment on the politics of uh, cosmetic safety, okay. but, um, you know, we do... We have a ways to go. We have a ways to go. Okay. We have a ways to go. This is the 80th anniversary of when the cosmetics law was first passed, and it has not been updated in 80 years. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. What the hell are we all putting on our faces? We don't know. We don't know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, speaking of faces, uh, you had an interesting face when we were watching... Vanderpump rules just now. I can't control the face. I, you can't control. I can't control my face either. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're friends. So you got to see that epic scene between Stassi, her boyfriend Patrick, who hadn't really been featured on the show in a group scene, and Lisa Vanderpump, Stassi's old boss. Thoughts? I thought it was heartbreaking. It, it was horrible. It, it really, it really hurt my heart. It. It was it was cringeworthy. It was I mean, he was just being an ass to Lisa, clearly. But and being so awkward. But the thing that like really broke my heart was you have this I mean, Stasi, say what you want about her character over the years, has always been a pretty strong, confident mm-hmm. person. And you just saw her just totally like a shrivel up. into herself. Yeah. It's like she was just a shell of herself and apologizing for she didn't do anything wrong in trying to spend this night, which is supposed to be like a fun night, making sure like he was okay. This like grown man. Like you don't need to worry if he's okay. He's been working in radio for years. He understands production. He's not a reality TV star, but he has been on the show this season in scenes just with him and her Mm -hmm. or him and her and maybe like one other person. So I know he's always anxious about how he would be portrayed on the show. And then, you know, he wasn't portrayed very well or he knew that like Lisa might say something and then she did and then he felt bad. But basically, the first thing he says to Lisa is like, it's really nice to meet you. She's like, we've met before. I met you at your radio show. And he said, I liked watching you walk away, emphasizing that he appreciated her backside. This woman could be his mother. And he's saying this in front of his girlfriend. And it just kept going. He referenced. He kept saying it. Oh I really could God. not believe it. Like, he referenced They her gave him so ass. many times. Like so many five times. times. 
So five I, times. And they get, kept giving him the opportunity to walk it back. Like, you didn't really mean. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, I did. Her <laughs> ass. And I'm like, it's mortifying. It was one of those, like, mortifying hurts your heart. I think we all know that friend who dated that guy. And I think we all know that we have dated that guy who we have been that girl. And it was. And you, you shouldn't have to always apologize for your boyfriend. And you certainly shouldn't have to carry Xanax around because you're so nervous about him being around your group of friends. I understand there are cameras, but he's been with you for four years, and this is your life, and if he wants to be part of your life, he should get in line, okay? And I just, it's so crazy to me, that Xanax thing, and she looked like she had taken some. She was so zonked out. She couldn't form a sentence. I miss the Stasi that is like, basically says how she's going to murder you. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> who knew when we, she's angry. Who knew we'd miss that, Stassi? I and you know what I. So they're no longer together in real life. Her and Patrick, thank God. And she's got this wonderful newer boyfriend um, who is fantastic. But you know, I mean, what the hell is this guy? Do you think now? How many people do you think watch the show that actually listen to his radio show? So I did. I have never heard of him from the radio thing. I knew yeah. him via Stassi. Stassi. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, bozo to me. I don't care. Um, but that's just a bad look. Like I don't think that's like people say. Like all, all publicity is good publicity, right? That's not. That wasn't good publicity. No, it was so bad. And I think it's it's almost like she says now it's so great to be able to rewatch this and see some things she didn't see when she was living it about her relationship and what she truly deserves. But it seems like he's emotionally abusive because to the point where she immediately apologizes and then goes to, if you're going to break up with me, please don't do it tonight. Like, she's begging him. And what the hell has he done to her? And it's crazy because I kind of thought that she would break up over with him right? over the night. Like, why would he possibly... Like, what grounds would he have to break up with her based on what happened. The whole thing was bizarre and cringeworthy and just, it was agonizing. We only see part of it, but Fair, still. But, but still, that behavior is not okay. That was terrible. So going into more not okay behavior, we just watched this week's episode of Real Housewives of New York. These ladies are insane. Who do you think's the most insane? Definitely Sonia. Yeah. I mean, she's... Is she out to lunch, as Ramona says? She's batty. I mean, I don't know what is happening. Um, I just can't get over her face and her hair. Like, every time it switches to a new thing. Like, she's got some weird 90s-esque hairdo or some bizarre new, like, implant filler. It's just out of control. (laughs) When um, Ramona tries to talk to her about how... Sonia's not been around for five months and it, she doesn't feel like they're very close friends anymore. Sonia gets very defensive and screams, did you not hear I was taking an anti-anxiety? <laughs> I wrote that down. It was a yeah. fantastic <laughs> it's line. A good quote. It's a good quote. I think I'm going to use that anytime someone's like, I haven't heard from you in a while, Mandy. Did you not hear I was taking an anti-anxiety? <laughs> oh. So Sonia is still dealing with the episode from a few weeks ago, the fight with Dorinda about sort of divorce versus death, which is something we've talked about on this podcast before. But I still cannot get over how she seems to equate the two. And they are both loss, but they are different kinds of loss. And Dorinda 
like explains it so well when she says, you know, for one of them, you write, you sign papers and you go have a drink the next day. And for the other, you bury your husband and you go visit the next day and the bulldozer hasn't made its way through to cover the rest of the dirt on the grave. Yeah, that was some... It's raw. Yeah. It's what death is really like. And I feel like a lot of these women, they know their own pain, but they don't know death pain. And that's a different kind of pain. And so I just can't get over how Sonya doesn't seem to understand how offensive her comments are. She's so, I mean, I just think she's so out of line. And even though multiple people have tried to explain it to her, like she is just so, but this is like typical Sonia, right? She's so self-absorbed and just so only sees life through her own lens that she can't imagine anyone has had it worse. But so has Ramona. You could be describing Ramona, how she only sees life through that her own lens. And yet she, who went through a terrible divorce after 25 years of marriage, still manages to see the difference. To see the difference, exactly. Oh, so who else are you enjoying this season? I've always loved Bethany. I've always been a huge Bethany fan, kind of pre- you know, when she was first on Housewives, like, very early season before she kind of, like, took her hiatus and then watching her. What was her show? The Bethany oh, Only Bethany Show. Oh, Bethany Ever After? Yes. And then before Bethany Ever After, it was something else. Oh, my gosh. This is before my reality TV yeah, days. Th- but this was when she was first, like, dating Jason. And they were, like, living in her tiny little apartment. And she was, like, launching Skinny Girl. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. Um I've always loved her. I loved her books. Um, She has this analogy in one of her, like, early books about relationships and comparing them to sandwiches. Interesting. And she's like, you know, a lot of, you know, there's, like, going to be a lot of sandwiches in your life that are, like, okay. It's, like, a lovely sandwich, but maybe it has, like, pickles on it, and you don't like pickles. And, like, it's okay to throw away a perfectly good sandwich because it has one part you don't like. That's and that's true. always like that's resonated with me over my you know dating lifetime that if there is <laughs> if like I'm like maybe the whole sandwich is good but like and I really hate pickles so I don't remember what her example was in the book but that's what I try to oh my god think I love about. pickles really I love them particularly half sour dill I try them like once a year and because someone will say there's a type of pickle they like. No. Every year. No, no, no. If you know you don't like something, you know. I try to be open. Because they're like, well, have you tried this kind? Well, you you might might not have tried this, like, perfect, amazing type of pickle. No, I tried peas once when I was four and never again. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. They're horrible. And any time they accidentally are in my food or I have to, like, be nice because I'm traveling (laughs) internationally and eat what I'm given... I, I still hate them. Peas. All peas. Like All not just peas. canned peas, canned peas, fresh peas, pea Any pods, peas. like the little pea pods. If I don't hummus. have to see them So you're inside. okay if they're in their little pod shell? In their shell. I prefer not any of the above, but okay. I can handle a shelled pea. Got it. But just the round peas are offensive. It's like the cousin of edamame, really. Yeah, and sometimes, though, I only like shelled edamame because I don't like seeing it out of its shell. It creeps me out. <laughs> It's like, get back in your shell, edamame. It's like a turtle. You want to see it in its shell, right? Yeah, like it's like, in a shell. well, turtles only exist in shells. They grow into their shells. So some things aren't meant to be unshelled. Anyways. Anyways, back to Real Housewives. I really love Bethany, and I love that she has kind of taken up Puerto Rico as a cause, and I love that she it's is It's so still, impressive. She's still on it, and it's, I mean, the country still needs so much work, and... You know, it's good that, you know, she hasn't kind of let that die down and she hasn't kind of let up the pressure. So I just, I respect that a lot. So you don't necessarily agree with Ramona, which, who said uh, in tonight's episode as she was organizing 
her uh, shopping uh, in front of before Christmas thing. Not everything has to be a charity event. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is true. However, I think there is a time and a place, especially I wouldn't consider... I mean, I wouldn't consider Bethany Frankel's, like, efforts in Puerto Rico a, quote, charity event. Right. She I did mean, have one in the beginning of the season, but I just, I can't imagine spending money like that and not ever thinking about people who aren't able to spend money like that. And so if you're spending money, you could work it with the store to donate 5% of the proceeds to a charity of your cause. Anything. The idea that you wouldn't is mind-boggling to it's me. It's crazy. Especially if you're saying this is in the spirit of Christmas. Well, they said that the, the discount was like 25, 20% off or something yeah. like that. So if the store is already giving you 20% off, you could just say, hey, ladies, it's 10% off tonight, and then 10% of what you buy is going to charity. Yeah. Easy. 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 Peasy. Oh, my gosh. So another thing I really appreciated from tonight's episode was watching Carol and um, the Countess, Luann, well, she's not officially a countess anymore, but she's always a countess. You in can't my take mind. the countess out of the girl. <laughs> when we watch them have tea and sort of clear the air over the last few years, because you know Carol dated the countess's chef Adam and is still sort of seen him. I kind of forgot that he was the chef. Yeah, and I dated now I and dated now. her niece. Yes, yes. so she I forgot was the very sort of history weird about it and. You know, despite Carol having a longer relationship with Adam than Luann had with her husband, Tom. By leaps and bounds. By leaps and bounds. You know, she didn't reach out to Carol when Carol's relationship ended and Carol didn't reach out to her when her marriage ended and blah, blah, blah. But sounds like they're kind of over it. They were kind of over it. I mean, the tea was awkward, let's be honest. It was a very awkward tea. Yeah. I mean, I just found it. Is it because Luann's dress blended in with the wallpaper? I mean, that was awkward. The weird, the like the Asian-inspired dress with a denim jacket over it. It was the, the outfit was awkward, but the conversation was more awkward than that dress. I mean, it was just this very strained back and forth. I mean, I have a feeling this is coming back. Like, let's be honest. When you say I quote want to move past it on Real Housewives, like let's be no one's moving past it. It's coming back. So have you heard of Andy Cohen always says the housewives playbook? Like when he hears people in other facets of life or in politics do something that is it like consistently in housewives. So an example could be this. It could be saying that you're over something and you want yes. to move past it and yet you cling on to it for the next two months and then wait till the reunion <laughs> to unleash. Yes. I, yeah. I've not heard of the playbook, but yes, that would It's not really a playbook. He just says it like he calls it housewife's playbook. Okay. You know, whenever people, I don't know. Or like. like that would totally be, I mean, you see that across all the housewives. Right, exactly. Like, I just want to move past this. Like, let's, let's move on. Let's move forward. I want to move forward. It's like, no, you don't. Like, you don't <laughs> want to move forward. You want to say you move forward. And then like a day later, go have drinks with someone else and talk about how you said you were going to move forward, but you're really still mad about it. <laughs> Do you have other favorite franchises, or is New York your favorite? I like New York. I think I like the women on New York the best. Me too. Um, I do love Beverly Hills. Yeah. I do love Beverly Hills, and I do love Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta okay. is a divisive one, but I do love Atlanta. But I have to be in the mood for it, and generally I will get in a mood, and then what, like I'll have missed a whole season. Like right and now, you'll I'm like binge missing the all the whole season. And I'll just binge the whole season, and it's just amazing. And I mean, those women have sharp tongues, and I just love it. 
They're fantastic at ripping each other apart, yes. but also seem to get over it quicker than everyone else. So quick. So it, part of me feels like for them, it's almost a battle of wit more than it is about like actually bashing each other's character. It's like proving who can have a like shadier diss, you know. And then yeah, I think that's right. And then they like appreciate like someone goes like pretty far, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> you got me there, you know. I have been watching uh, from the beginning because I never got into Atlanta. So I've seen the first four Mm. seasons and I'm getting into the fifth. But I still here and there like we'll watch a current season or a reunion because they're reunions. The reunions are Oh my God. I've never seen anything like that. It's crazy. This year, Portia wore a tiara. Yes. And talked about how she was humble. Did you, have you been to the one where the girl got beat? No. Oh, okay. I love how you said Ben too, because you really do feel like you're part of it. (laughs) You're like, were you at, were you there when, when Kenya Moore, because I knew it was Kenya because I heard about it. Like it's, you really feel like you're part of these women's lives. I know. It's, it's bad, but it's so good. It's so good. So who's your favorite housewife of all time? Ooh, that's a good question. I might go with the OG Vicky Gumbelson. Ooh. Only because. Even post Vix. Vix. <laughs> yes, even post. And what was his name? Oh my god, the guy who faked cancer. Why can't I'm I? We're blanking on it. We're like staring at each other. Oh my god. I, I hope you're all yelling at it at home right now. <laughs> Mandy's gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. Um, Brooks. 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 <laughs> it's not an X at all. Nice one. Um, Brooks. <laughs> I would say I'm saying that not because I think that she's like the best, like the greatest human being to ever walk the earth. No, no, but she's but like entertaining. She has been around, like, let's be honest, she was on the original show. She founded the franchise, and the girl is still on it. Like, the girl keeps showing up after like a divorce and like the whole Vix Brooks situation. Vicks. And like, she, the woman has no shame, and she is just like balls to the walls, Vicky, and doesn't care. And you kind of have to respect that. I, I respect the no shame. She is something to be She's special. She is special. I mean, special. she is a special lady. And she hasn't changed much. And it's exactly. crazy because she was a nobody when this first started. Nobody knew who she was. And the she franchise wasn't even, was a nothing. She was not even that wealthy. I mean, yeah, she lived in a gated community, but it wasn't like the biggest gated community, you know. And so to see her like become a thing, I think it went to her head, but her head was already that big, <laughs> you know. And so it's not like she could change she that She was much. running Kodo Insurance out of her house and her head was that big. I it, mean insane okay so she's the one that you appreciate watching the most on tv and have a lot of respect for her housewives game yes but who would you want to actually hang out oh, with who, i would hang out with bethany bethany she okay. seems really cool yeah like she just seems like down to earth I she's love a hard ass and you're a hard ass so i could see that yeah, working. she's like a hard ass business lady and i like that and she just i mean she had the same like man shame thing she's like apologizing for him and then like cut him loose and just flew and i love it i mean i think she's just so great um, who is your least favorite? I actually don't have many. I was going to say, I don't... I love them all. I don't really have one that I'm like, oh, who are you? It's so annoying. Um, I remember being a bit turned off by Brandy Glanville, who now I sort yeah, of I look back and miss, because um, you know... Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you're like, oh, but she was good for the show. Yeah, it's kind of gone downhill since. Yeah, since you know, there's not the same amount of drama or whatever. 
But I always felt like she went straight for the jugular every time. And when Kelly Dodd does it on Real Hostos of the OC, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me as much because I feel like she's sort of like a wounded deer who's like going for it because she's like seems like she's fighting for her life all the time. Yeah. Whereas when um, Brandy did it, it just seemed nasty, seemed nasty and unnecessary. Yeah. I never liked Alexis. I don't know why I keep going back to OC. Jesus Chugs. Jesus Chugs. And I I just think I really, and it bothers me in life in general, when people who say that they they are very public with how religious they are, but then their actions do not reflect the values. Like, I'm not a very religious person, but I respect people that are. And most of the people that I know that are very religious don't talk about it a lot, but also live in a way that I think is very reflective of how we would imagine, like, a good moral person should live. Right. And that woman was just crazy. She was. Was she, do you think she would qualify as being, quote unquote, mean, nice, as Dorinda says about Sonia? Mm. Where you, like, say a compliment, but it's not truly a compliment. There's, like, a bit of negativity in there. Yeah, it's also been a long time. That was, like, many seasons yeah. ago. But I remember she's rubbed me the wrong way. So do you think there's people in your life today, people you work with, whoever, who are mean nice? Oh, totally. Isn't the whole, I was going to say, isn't the whole, like, DC game, like, mean nice? <laughs> I, I feel like it is. I feel like I'm also outside of the DC game because I work at a nonprofit and have a random reality TV podcast and only hang out with people that I like and ignore everyone else. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, being really nice when you don't want to be nice because you have to be. You're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. This was so wonderful. Like, no, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was a waste of my time. But you can't say that, right? You oh, have to be. I, yeah, my face says it. <laughs> well, I don't know if my face says it. It probably does. I'm probably very bad at uh, – at, uh, keeping that under wraps but there's definitely the emails you'll get an email and you're like I don't think this is actually a nice email but it sounds really nice yeah it's got a lot of exclamation points in it but it definitely is not nice yeah they're not very excited to to continue engaging with me on this thing (laughs) (laughs) yes um what about okay loyalty and friendship So Sonia seems to have an issue with thinking that Ramona isn't loyal to her. I guess it's okay for one friend to just go away for five months and like be completely MIA Mm -hmm. and then the other friend just supposed to whatever, go along with it. She says, even even prison bitches have their one person that they're loyal to. Who's your prison bitch? Who's my prison bitch? (laughs) I'm actually really lucky. I feel like I have a lot of prison bitches. Um, I... I think loyalty and friendship is really important, but to me, I think it's I interpret that differently than than some people, and I think that's rubbed differently than Sonia. Differently than Sonia, but also, you know, I think it's rubbed people the wrong way in my life before. Of, you know, maybe we don't talk every day. Like maybe I don't like comment on your social media. Maybe I'm not like the most responsive to every text. Like maybe I like missed a couple group outings. But like if you call me and like shit's hit the fan, I'm showing up. Like, oh yeah. You do show yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that if, like, shit hit the fan on my life, like, I know the people I would call that, like, maybe I haven't, like, talked to them in a couple of months, but I know they would show up. And they're not not talking to me because they're mean or they don't care, but, like, people are dealing with their own stuff. And you never know what's going on in people's lives. Did like, you not hear I was taking anti-anxiety medicine? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe they're on a retreat. Maybe they're on anti-anxiety medicine. 
Maybe they're busy juicing and centering themselves. Maybe they're juicing. They're on a yoga retreat. Maybe they're like Henry Bendel on a shopping vendor. Like, I don't know. Um, But I think as long as you show up for people when they need it, and it's not, you know, like Luann had the, the, is this a check the box exercise? Like, did you text me during my breakup? Did, you know, Carol, like, well, you didn't text me during my breakup. Like, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't really matter, right? right? It's when you show up for people when they need it. And when they let you know, I think a huge part of it is letting your friends know when you need them. Exactly. Because not, people don't, people they don't are living know. their life. Yeah. They don't, people don't know what you need and it's important to tell them. Like, I would really appreciate having a girls night in. So like, I'm getting together some people on Friday night and please show up. I would really appreciate it. I've had a horrible week. You know? Yeah. You tell people. You yeah. can't expect them. And you can't just say like, hey, I'm having some people over and then I don't show up. And then a month later, it's like. You know, when I had people over a month ago, you didn't show up. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I had plans. Like, I didn't know that you'd just broken up with your boyfriend and, like, shit was hitting the fan. Like, I didn't know. How was I supposed to know that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, there is so much. But it, can you imagine if the housewives actually were centered people that, you know, didn't get very flustered all the time or have so many emotions? Well, then they'd be normal. We wouldn't they, watch them. Right. Right. But part of me loves them showing those sides of themselves because as women, this is something that actually they talked about briefly on The View this week because Jillian Michaels apparently had said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, that The Housewives is anti-feminist. It shows hmm. women in a bad light. It just, you know, they all they do is yell at each other. And it is negative for women. And Megan McCain said, no, actually, like, I think this shows real women um, who are living out loud and living their truth. And women are always expected, especially on television, to be prim and proper and always say the right thing and do the right thing and look a certain way. And these women are trying out crazy outfits and they're shouting and they're yelling and they're crying and they're laughing and they are living out loud and they're unapologetic and unafraid and it's like created an incredible market and people want to watch this yeah I, I definitely see both sides of that I mean there's definitely does it make women look crazy if you if you think that all women are like the real housewives then of course it's portraying women in a crazy light right like mm-hmm. they act crazy but I have to you know I don't always agree with Megan McCain I have to give it to like I agree like yeah. there's a lot of like look there's a lot of social norms that say you can't, like, get in a fight and start screaming at people, right? There's a lot of social norms that say you can't, like, start crying. You're getting super emotional randomly. And I think as women, we are taught to suppress suppress that and basically kind of have a pretty flat personality, um, especially in public. And even around our friends, I think we try to hold it together and be strong and show that, you know, we are together and we're successful and, you know, our mm-hmm. relationships are great and our homes are great and our kids are great and you have all this pressure on yourself. So, yeah, to have people just, like, not caring about any of those, like, social norms and constructs is kind of nice because there are definitely days that I wish I could just, like, confront someone or, like, storm out of a room or start crying or like throw myself on the floor. I mean, there's just things like I don't get to throw myself yeah. on the floor. You know, Tinsley gets to throw herself on the I floor. I was just thinking about it and Tinsley and like even in dating, we try so hard to be cool. And like Carol said, you know, you don't want to show all of your cards, you mm-hmm. know, act cool, be calm, collected. 
But I love that Tinsley reacted the way she did. Because yes. that's what's in her heart. And then she's like hugging him screaming. And I'm like, this is, she needs to pull. I'm like, my first thought was like, she needs to pull together. But that's how I would feel. I don't know if I would actually do the screaming. Yeah. I'm not really a screamer. But like inside, you're like, yes, like this man like showed up for me. And like, I'm so excited. And it's kind of sad that my first thought as a woman was like. Right, get she it together. Yeah, she should keep it right. together. Like he's going to think she's crazy. Exactly. I And then there's so many things where women are labeled as crazy. But if you look at the world the way that it is today and these stories that come out about people doing ridiculous things or, you know, abuse like Harvey Weinstein or there's all this stuff. It's like, I don't know if it's the women that are crazy. (laughs) You know, this narrative is insane. Yeah. And I absolutely, part of why I love the housewives, um, it's also different to watch people of a different age group behaving a certain way. Yes. Which brings me back to like one of my final questions for you about Vanderpump Rules. Would you rather watch people your own age on television in a show? Or do you like watching women who are a decade or a generation older and their lifestyles? Um, I would probably say older. I actually mm-hmm. thought I read an article today about Sarah Jessica Parker, and Sarah Jessica Parker was talking about her character in both Sex and the City and now her show um, Divorce on HBO. And I was thinking about it because the little caption was like Sex and the City about 30 somethings. I'm like, oh, because to me, Sex and the City was such a, it was a show for me when I was in my 20s right. that really resonated. And grit, it, it just so is a, is a 20 something woman it really resonated with me and I kind of forgot that they were in their 30s and I saw that they were a little bit they were obviously more established in their careers and they were older but that kind of resonated with me and now if I watch it it seems young mm-hmm. almost even though like they are in that kind of stage in their lives where they're buying their first homes and they're getting married it just because I see that around me I guess I enjoy watching folks who are a little bit older because I mm-hmm. think it's you know I'm a person who's always planning their kind of next steps and thinking about, like, what's the five-year plan? What's the 10-year plan? So I think, for me, it's interesting to watch folks who are a little bit older. How about you? I I love Vanderpump Rules. Nothing I compares know you to do. it. <laughs> but I do appreciate watching Housewives because I like watching people wealthier than me that have interesting property, that are really into fashion and wear cool outfits. Like, that is, and, and when you watch the Vanderpump Rules kids, like, their apartments aren't that different than mine. They're working Yours at a bar. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they're, you know, working at a bar. Like, it's just not as intriguing, but I do love the show, and I love the people, and, like, feel like I've grown up with them mm-hmm. as if they're my peers and love them in that way. Whereas watching, like, I love, like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, seeing their homes That's amazing. is one of my favorite things, like, what it looks like in California. Oh my God, is it really sunny there every day? Yeah. <laughs> they all have pools. Why aren't they ever swimming? They're never in the I pools. I would be swimming all the time. No. If I had a pool like that, I would be You'd out be there in, the in a raft. We'd be throwing like tossing rings into the pool and diving for them. Totally. We'd be on those like blow up swans. Oh We'd my do, God. Like, basic Instagram Just, pictures. Like, burn to a crisp. Yeah. You know? We're I, both very pale. <laughs> it, would t- it would take me like years to get over living in that kind of weather. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But the weird thing, the Vanderpump kids, quote-unquote kids, isn't Jax like 35? He's 38. What? Yes. So that's something that like blows my mind. I'm like, why are these people who are like my age or older 
bartending. Right. I mean, he's bartending, but he's also made it in this show. And he Fair. makes so much money from doing appearances. Like, Brittany and I are going to this club in Vegas. Come see us. Like, you know they get paid a ton for just one club appearance. I know. Clearly, I've done something wrong. No, in my life. it's like, not <laughs> you. It's, I mean, you're hanging it's out like, with Chloe Kardashian, or no, Courtney Kardashian, <laughs> talking about cosmetics on Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. I think you're doing yeah. all right. <laughs> I wouldn't really want to be Jax at this moment in That's time. That's fair. That's fair. But he also was older than everyone and was always dating someone that was at least a decade younger than him. Um, you know, Stassi's basically a decade younger yeah. than him. Britney's even younger. And wasn't he an Abercrombie model, if I'm recalling the early flashbacks? Ooh. I mean, he seems like he's one. I feel like that was part of his, like, history of modeling, that he was an Abercrombie model, which made me feel like I might have... Because remember the Abercrombie bags used to have the models that wrapped around the sides? You could oh. cut the bag and it turned into a poster? No, I had... Wait. My mind is blown. I never knew you could turn an Abercrombie bag into a poster. That was the whole point. And like I didn't know. I would buy like one thirty dollar shirt with my allowance and then they try to give me the little plastic bag. I'm like, no, can I have a paper bag? Because I wanted to cut the bag and put the bag on your like So I could put the in bag your room? Like right. on the back of your door? Like on the back of my door because you know, I couldn't like put holes in the wall in my parents' house, but you know, I could. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and no I feel idea. like Jax, Jax was probably on my wall at some point because he seems like my like sixteen year old type for sure. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. You're so right. I totally remember these bags and being like super uncomfortable carrying them around <laughs> the mall. Like, why am I carrying a half naked van? You know. Yeah, one time I got the Abercrombie catalog and my dad confiscated it out of the mail and ripped out every page he deemed <gasps> inappropriate and gave it back to me. And there was like seven pages left. <laughs> and this was like the big fall catalog. It was like 200 pages oh long. Oh my God. What is it about those like models? And they chose them and they're just like so, they all look the same. Yeah, any like low cut shorts or any like low cut shirt was ripped yeah, right out of that. And they magazine. were all like on steroids and stuff. Totally. Oh my gosh. I thought it was such a classic dad move. <laughs> my dad would have been like, nice shorts. <laughs> he like wouldn't have like. Anyway, my dad's Russian, by the way. <laughs> it's my dad voice. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you, you for having me. Have to come on again, especially when the Bachelor starts, because <gasps> and you know I love the Bachelor is going to be pretty epic. Next Bachelorette, Becca from my hometown of Minneapolis. I always say every season it's going to be the last season I watch because it's just I can't anymore, and I want them to pick a new human. Pick a new human. There are so many people out there. Oh, but Becca's stop, good. Stop picking. We always say they're going to be good. They're not good. Like pick someone from. Ba- I think Becca's good. You got to pick someone from outside Bachelor Nation. I just. I know. Mm. I like that she has a real job. But I think you like her because she's from Minnesota, and I like her. She's from Minnesota. And I think she handled that breakup. Oh, like a champ. It, like a champ. Like and a that's champ. what makes me, I don't know if she'll be good television. I want to see another sort of Caitlyn Bristow character. Yeah, and I feel like, like she live, has that vibe. She a totally live has that out vibe. loud girl who's like not ashamed of themselves. Vicky Gummelson, I think, is sort of single. She could be the live so, out loud. <laughs> so for real, in Italy, they have a version of The Bachelor for people over 45. Mm. Yes. Shut up. And wait, are all the contestants also? Or do they yes. hook them up with children? Like No, the it's like all older people. Most <gasps> are in their 50s and 60s. I'm obsessed with this. And they put them in the house and everything? Yeah, I think <gasps> so. 
can we get this on the internet? I know. I was. We talking, have to watch this. So my friend Francesca, who's been on the podcast, was telling me about this. But in in Italy, the show The Bachelor is on every day when there's a season. And how long does it go on for? Is it like Weeks. real time? Weeks. It's on every day? Yeah. <gasps> That's amazing. Which is why she doesn't watch anymore because she says she wants to keep her job. And she works from home and she would just get sucked into it. Is it like an hour? It must be shorter than because it's on every day. I think it's like an hour. Yeah. They also have a show where people date naked and nothing is like blurred. I mean, that's Italy. I right? know. That's but I Europe. still like can't imagine... I can't imagine that's crazy. That. Anyway, I have high hopes for the Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yes. I will come in and talk about it. That would be amazing. Oh my god, so exciting! Well, thank you all. Where can we find you on social media if we Ooh. wanted to follow you? Um, my Instagram is at rbrim. It's super creative. <laughs> R is in Remy. B R I M. Yes. Awesome. Everyone, follow. Thanks for having me, Mandy. Thank you. Have a great week, all. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.